0: Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. So, Paul, uh, I think I know the reason we're not cool. Um, I think there are hundreds of reasons we're not cool. Okay, I think I know another reason we're not cool. (laughs) Okay, good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We like stuff even after it gets popular.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Because uh, the cool kids um they uh, they always yawn at anything that's popular because they don't want to look common <laughs> not we, our, not our issue Paul. We, 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 we're, we're common we are totally common we are yeah, common yeah, maybe even less so
1: <laughs> <We are laughs> less than common that's us but here's a surprise and it's a nice bit of good news and we're happy to bring this someone asked 10 big Dale if they were bored with rosé and all 10 said no
0: well, who gets bored with rosé? Who doesn't like rosé?
1: Wine snobs, I would well, think, I but think no, so. not in this no, case. So we'll so. tell you what they said in a moment. Also it's today, magic wine. I know. It, nothing, not, not, who could not love it? Also today, we have a special extended edition of Really Horrible Wine Writing oh, yeah. to commemorate our last show of the season. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. boys and girls, dear listeners, <laughs> have no fear. We'll be back in just two weeks with a new season. <laughs> that is exactly what they're afraid of. And it won't be for... much different, really. <laughs> but, but, Six yes. seasons, right? The patience of a lot of people for that to no happen, no kidding, yeah. including me. Yeah, well, <laughs> me too, dear <Dude>, God, <laughs> Paul, you, you're wearing me out, my friend. That's right. All right, anyway, we're coming back, <laughs> but, but also that's the next. That's in two weeks, and still, let's. We got a show to do today, and uh, in this one, listeners, ask if a wine's color affects flavor. Yes. Why do these wineries like having their wine served by the glass in restaurants? Because they sell a lot. And that's right, exactly right. And whether <laughs> those cheap plastic cups we use at picnics make the wine taste different. Yes. Plus, we will, of course, make. Make fun of wise thombs, as we have on every show, on in every all show, one of our seasons, for all five right. seasons, and right for all this season and next. We were well, we yes, I hope next. We remain on
0: Capital Public Radio's podcast, lineup, Paul. Yes, that's Sacramento's NPR station. You would the, the um. There is a crowd. They look like they have tires. They're about to set on fire outside yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah. But so far, we're still safe in here. Yes, yes. They, God, they can't get the studio doors open. <laughs> uh, it tells you something about. Well, no. we're
1: <laughs> Moving on. All right, we're and we are on a Napa Broadcasting. Uh, yes, out of Napa Valley, Napa College. Valley College. My, a place my, you know? my, You've been there for six the, seasons. Uh, yes, and and, and I've
0: been teaching there for twenty-five years. Oh dear, it's pretty Lord. cool. Yes, and mm-hmm. they still let them back. So and there you they go. S- They're even
1: more patient than Capitol Public. That's that's great. right. And then if you're listening to us, so are you. But look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our handle is at rickandpawwine.com. Go there. Excuse me, at rickandpaulwine. Just go there. Ask us a question, including why do we think we should be on the air for another season? We will <laughs> answer that. All right. So this is back to Rosé. Back to Rosé. The only annoying part of the story is that—, is, is that really the premise of it, which is that a very popular website aimed at non-wine professionals. right, like regular folks. Telling
0: consumers about wine.
1: Yeah. And they try to be friendly, try to be, you know, hip and cool and something, things, all the things we're not. All the things you need to know to be cool in wine. Uh, Or just in life, because they do other things too. They Mm -hmm, do, you know, mm -hmm. spirits and stuff. But in any case... What they're doing is perpetuating that idea that it, something is popular, it can't be good or cool, and they have to move on in one. You always have to move on. And the, the question right. they asked these, the sommeliers was, are you
0: bored with rosé? Right. And they should be slapped for asking the question. Well, you know, Rick, we are extremely lucky because we are always in with the cool kids because we are never popular. That's true.
1: Great. It's, it's hard to get bored with us if you don't listen.
0: <laughs> so I think, I think that's, that's our key to success. <laughs> our key to success. Don't listen, you'll never get bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, so so let's hear it from those 10 men and women, because here's kind of a few cool things they said. Yeah. Bored of drinking rosé? Not when it's served cold. Which you give him quite funny because that's how you always serve it. Is it is? Nice. And, he was and being charming fair there. Enough. Yes, that's yeah. right. Being yes. charming was it? Wasn't being? No, damn it! Serve it cold. He was saying, "Yeah, no." Another one. I'm not tired of drinking rosé. Summer's not over. Good. Yep. Okay, fun. Another one, the yeah. other one said, definitely not bored dr, of drinking rosé this summer or any summer for that matter. Rosé is so versatile, it's always perfect to pair. Like you and me, Rick. We are, we are perfect to pair. We go well with chicken, fish, and
0: tofu, Paul. <laughs>
1: Another one, rosé isn't a season. I like this one. But a wine you can drink
0: all year round. There you go. Yeah. Now, uh, clearly this... Sommelier disagrees with the one who said summer's not over. Well, maybe. I think we could get him in a room and watch ooh, him fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, That'd be fun. And get that Sommelier somn- somn- snobby thing going. That'd be good. Uh, and then the last is uh, actually my favorite answer, which is uh, Rose has solidified his place as a renowned style of wine, not
0: just a fad, has, er- has earned a well deserved place at the dinner table all year round. Well, there you go. There you go. That sounds a little, you know, the only thing I don't like about that line right there renowned style it, wine. Earned his it place. sounds a little serious, yeah. and you know what Rosé is more than anything else? Tons of fun. It's true. It is why we could be the Rosé of podcasts, yes, We are the Rosé of podcasts. Yes. Exactly right. And as he points out... It's um, we deserve. We have a well deserved place at the dinner table year round. Yes,
1: right? at, mine's always the kitty table. <laughs> uh, another room. Sometimes the dogs there. I
0: mean, the dog. You, know?
1: <laughs> you and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Uh, and the dogs always got a good glass of rosé, and I don't. <laughs> and and you it don't. Ticks me off. I'm just saying. Um, but you know what they were? What also surprising, like, was hmm. that they were sort of magnanimous about people liking different styles. They said go back and forth on dryness. You would think they would all hate a wine that was slightly sweet. Well, but yeah.
0: um, And fruitiness and more. More, you know. See, it just goes to show they're having fun with a wine that is fun. Yet,
1: yeah, yeah. There was one thing that the too-cool-for-schoolness too uh, effect reared its ugly head. Uh-oh. Yes, yes. What so, happened, Rick? What happened was they asked them to recommend rosés,
0: and most were what, Paul? Impossible to find.
1: Bingo! <laughs> And here's the funny thing. So, here's what we, one of the things that rose sort of originated, it really is, is ground zero is the south of France. And and there's so many different kinds and so many lovely roses Hmm. in South France. Not one of the 10 was recommending a wine from the south of France.
0: Yeah. Were any of them from a rare tea plantation in the upper reaches of Nepal that has recently. No, because. One uh, one was from Pluto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good. I thought one example was uh, the. uh, was uh, somebody uh, uh Recommended a specific 2017 uh, da Brusso, which is made for the Montepulciano d'Abruzzo grapes, which is our red grapes in the in eastern side of central Italy, southern Italy, yeah, so, southern, yeah, southern Italy, and in and, and and I looked up this wine. First off, the current vintage is 2018, so it couldn't be this year's last um, year's. But it wasn't. That they recommended a class of the wine, which is relatively hard to find, but but one specific wine, one specific, wine, specific, one specific year older yeah. than that year, yeah. You know, and I looked, so I looked it up. I knew, you,
0: I knew you would That's look it up. That's what I do
1: outside of Italy. Yeah. There were two wine shops in the UK
0: and three in the US, two in New York, one in Berkeley. Sorry, everybody, everywhere else, that sold this wine. Well, there you go. So all you have to do is take this guy's recommendation and buy a ticket to the UK where they may have a few bottles left. Yeah, because you've you got be a couple go.
1: options there. Yeah. Or if you're not in New York, uh, you, or you, Berkeley. You, yeah, which is wherever the side of the country is, take the red eye, go get yourself a
0: bottle. There you go. Okay. Yep. Well, let's see. Well,
1: so there's always that. But they like yeah. Jose. We're sticking with it. We're, 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 we're being upbeat here today, Paul. Okay. We are so upbeat, we're going to answer some questions. Excellent. Uh, okay. okay. And uh, thank you for listening to Bob Talk with Rick and Paul, as we always say. And if you'd like to ask us a question, there are many places. Our website, rickandpaulwine.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at, at rickandpaulwine. Uh, shout it into the, uh, the heavens, we'll hear you. Um, we, 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 can see, we know when there's a good question. All right. So this <laughs> one is uh, from Al and Sam Ramon. San Ramon. Yeah. It's is it? a slightly yeah. longer question, but it's a good one. It's a great question. So he says, I buy most of my wine in the supermarket, but I can never find reviews of them in wine magazines. Right. Al, you are so right. You are Un- right. Unless they have a few words like good fruit and good value. Yeah, that's you and me, Rick. Well... Good man, we're not in very good value. Right? <laughs> we're free, and, Rick. Really, our, fruit's pretty, our fruit's pretty crummy too, actually. But uh, uh, but he says back, back to poor Al. <laughs> but the descriptions for expensive wines are always so long and complicated and ridiculous. Do yes. they only taste fifty dollars plus wines? My other question is, with those short or non-existent descriptions for cheaper wines, and the long detailed flavor list for the long, pricey ones, how can I tell if I like those expensive wines? <laughs> well,
0: first of all, you you have have some really cool stuff on how journalists write differently right. about different wines. There was actually an American Association
1: of Wine Economists uh, paper in yeah. 2013. They show that reviewers, reviewers almost always use more expansive language yes. for expensive wines and simpler simpler words and shorter descriptions for inexpensive. So ones.
0: Al has already identified this as an issue in his store and he's absolutely right. yeah, if it's inexpensive, Good fruit, good value. Yeah, if it's really expensive, it could have delicate notes of Bing cherries, sour cherries, maraschino cherries, yep. black cherries, what and and other cherries. <laughs> uh,
1: and you know what I loved about that wine economist uh, uh, study, by the way, was that it also included a blind test where they told they told them the price of the wine, but that's all. Yeah. And and the 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 people the critics that were taking this this blind test and there was a number of them um, all yeah. all wrote more expansively on the allegedly expensive wines they were all the same price all the same price yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah, yeah that's so the, Al answer. you are right and Al this gives you a perfect solution go out and buy next time you have to take a bottle of wine to a party go out and buy a nice bottle of wine at the supermarket that says good fruit good value but when you do that grab the shelf talker from that $70 bottle (laughs) next door. And when you bring the wine into the hostess, say, this wine has delicate nuances of black cherries, bing cherries, maraschino cherries, blah, 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 and she will be so impressed and you're golden. And everyone will know it's an expensive bottle of wine you brought because it had all those long terms. Well, and
1: yeah, but don't tell
0: them how much you paid for because that's
1: just—I mean, <laughs> no. don't tell them. Don't you know? Even when you buy expensive wine, then... no, don't do that, Paul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we
1: don't even want you coming in talking about cherry. Say, you know, here's a wine I love. There you ah, go. That's what you, that's what all right. you do. All right. So yeah, but you're right. You're totally right, Al. And and you're you're also right that those long detailed flavor lists will not help you decide if you like that
0: wine. No, that the channel. only way you can really tell is to buy a bottle. And actually, you know, if you—it's seriously, this is a serious bit of advice. Invite a couple of friends to go in on it with you and sit around and drink it one afternoon and talk it over and decide. I mean, you you know, whether you're studying for your master psalm exam or whether you're just trying to find wines you like, having a group of people that drink wine together is a way to experience more wines for less money. Yep. Yep, that's exactly how to do. it.
1: Uh, and by the way, if you do like it or if you don't like it, I'm going to pull out my usual a bit of advice here, which is if you like the wine, take a picture of it uh-huh. with your cell phone. If you don't like the wine, turn your phone sideways and mm-hmm. take a picture of it. This explains why there are so many pictures of you. With I the... was always wondering. I'm always the horizontal <laughs> view, but but this way you will <laughs> actually have assigned to yourself a wines you do and don't like, and you could take them to your local wine professional that's if right. they're not a jerk about it, and um, which they probably won't be, and say I like these. I didn't like these Help me find wines that I like in my price range. So, okay, this Good. next one comes from Carol in Davis, mm. Davis, California, not so far from here. And the home of UC Davis. So. Uh, yeah, that's right. There are folks that I now work for. Uh, <laughs> Does color have anything to do with flavors? Carol asks, I see writers talking about a wine's color a lot,
0: and she's right about that, too. Does darker mean better? Nope. It just means darker. Yep. 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 There are—now, we have to be a little careful here because— Color can influence the way you perceive the flavor of the wine, but the mere color of the wine per se doesn't necessarily – I mean, if it's brown, you know the wine is more evolved. It's older and it could be oxidized. But, but if you're just talking about is it a really dark color or a bright color and they're both the same tonality – you can't necessarily tell whether Pinot Noir, for example, yeah, is yeah. a wine that has often quite a delicate color, but can still be quite intensely flavored.
1: Yeah, it's like, Nebbiolo is another one that could be lighter colored and and really big and tannic and, and mm-hmm. yeah and 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 vice versa too. It's um, if you knew the wine, the variety, and you'd seen a whole bunch of them, then like as Paul said, you know, at some point you could go, well, this one's older or it's faded or something. But <laughs> it really isn't a cue. Um, and it's the reason why well a reason why so many of those folks say it is a deep garnet in the glass is because <laughs> somewhere in their life they either saw a test or tried to take a test or even passed a test right. for various kinds of certifications and you and you have to evaluate or at least describe a lots of things including the site. Yes. But in terms of whether the wine tastes good or whether any consumer on earth wants to know if it's star bright, I don't think that's necessary whether information. Whether
0: deep garnet or pale Garnet yeah. is not. Oh, drink. I will not drink pale garnet. You won't. I'm just. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. It's, that's that, the kind it's of it's guy just you not, are. Not my flavor. <laughs> All right. Well, we are not
1: a lot of people's flavors. So, uh, <laughs> but we have something that's worse. We have some really horrible wine writing oh, coming. We right. do. All right. So, in honor of the last show of this season. Yes, uh, this is season six coming
0: in two weeks, folks. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling slightly mournful
1: at uh, the, uh, the passing of season five. <laughs> no, at the coming of oh, the season coming season six. <laughs> six. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. Sorry. Sorry, anyone who's ever listened to us. But yes, but buckle up, folks. There's a season coming. Um, however, we are going to recap some of the most horrible of our really horrible wine writing. And you know what's not in this list was we had a really horrible one two weeks ago that yeah. that was per- particularly yeah. horrible. I yeah. should. Should have gone back and and picked it out,
0: but oh well. All right, so here's a couple. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start one that's really simple. A single sentence in a review. Yeah. This wine is packed with minerality.
1: <laughs> uh, so, if you've heard us more than once, you know Paul doesn't like that word. But even if somebody in some way believed it meant anything, doesn't this that sound is a like, ridiculous sentence. Doesn't this
0: sound like one of these bo- those bottles of bath salts that yes. you know
1: <laughs> packed with minerality? Yes. yes, it has chromium and <laughs> uh, and, and iron mm, and mm, yes. Good. Oh, yeah, that's a good. okay. What All you right, have? So,
0: this is one of those ones that person was just talking. Talking about uh, about color, the this description color. What you're saying is, oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant the longer description because this uh, is oh, an, this is a
1: long one too. But it, but it is the you know really yeah. making a big deal of the color here, which is also ridiculous because it's a pale salmon orange pink color. <laughs> this is a rose. <laughs> I don't know that there's another color no, a rose I could be. He actually. hit them all, yeah. or she hit them all. And um, and
0: the best part is adding the word color in there. Yeah. Yes. Because otherwise, cause none it would of those be are pale cumbersome. salmon well, orange it could be a pink. Fish.
1: He's got salmon. <laughs> so, could have said color in the glass. And then, if he didn't, it could have been salmon in the glass, and maybe he'd think it's a fish. <laughs>
0: It's a nice image. We've got, we got the bath hey. salts, we got the salmon in the glass, we got a whole little... I happen little... to know fish love rosé. Yeah, so fish love rosé. Exactly right.
1: I'm thinking maybe this person was being careful. Alright, continuing on. Exotic aromas, and this is what I love. Exotic aromas of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more exotic than I know. cotton candy? Yes, let's go to the state fair. Uh, and uh, ripe watermelon, yes. sweet orange marmalade, spiced tea cake, and sun-dried tomatoes, and melon
0: water. <laughs> oh yeah, well you get get a lot of melon water but you These, already have bright watermelon with dry with this is another one of those dry
1: bright dryish light to medium body and stimulating modern medium long peon, peony 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 excuse me a peony right medium long peony
0: black tea fallen strawberry because this fallen is not, strawberry you know what they say about those poor strawberries is you they, know they start they, life they, being such honest people yes, but, but eventually you know, you a couple a couple of bad mistakes and they're fallen
1: Here's the thing, strawberries grow on the ground. Where are they going to fall from? <laughs> uh,
0: dried mandarin You're talking orange. about moral failure and here's here, my, right?
1: Here's the last one that I really like. And dried
0: ripe, cling peach. Mm-hmm. So if it's
1: dried, how would you know that it was ripe?
0: Well, it, I, I would argue the opposite. I would say that if it were dried, it would have had to have been ripe. Because doesn't it kind of ripen as it dries? Well, no, you could do this, you know, sulfur stuff. stuff you and just, you, yeah. you do you dry green peaches? Oh, always. Oh, I think I think we got a new movie. Dried it, green peaches? Dried green no. peaches.
1: Yes. All right. That's that horrible one,
0: Paul. <laughs> Wait, isn't there more to no, that? No, it's okay. not even worth thinking okay. into. How about this one? The wine plays its cards in an upfront manner. It shows, oh, I remember this one. This it shows true. confidence and determination. This is a softly enriched red wine with black fruit, dried blackberry aromas, exotic spice, savory smoke, and cured salty minerality. The stamp of perfection is the bright, crunchy, lifted finish. <laughs> this one has so many. For a not long one, it has so many really great
1: horriblenesses.
0: Well, it does bright, play crunchy, its... lift. What's oh, a crunchy lifted finish? It does play its cards in an upfront manner.
1: Yes, it shows confidence determination. You know what this is? This is a poker. This wine plays poker
0: and bluffs a lot. Just you know, <laughs> puts the puts money in the pot. Stay with me. That's what it's saying. Savory smoke and cured, salty minerality. Cured. Salty minerality. We're back to bath apart. salts again.
1: Well, so when you cure something, it gets salty. You would think smoked and, and, and salted both. And is
0: salt a mineral, Paul? It is. So you have basically have cured salt. Rick, don't ask me to explain this to you because <laughs> okay. I can't do it.
1: All right. Well, let, let me pull out one of these. Another Go one. Go for these another ridiculous one. one. Dried flour. This is this is. A, a, you grab a glass of water. You're going to need it. <laughs> dried flour, dried jasmine, dried rose petals, chamomile, and dried beeswax aromas. Now, my first question is, what <laughs> happened to the pork chamomile? It's yes, not didn't dried. it get dried? Everything <laughs> else was dried. With light dried herbs. <laughs> <And> jo- <laughs> Join uh, thyme, marjoram, and cardamom, turmeric, and lime balm on offer. Oh, yes. He's English.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: The wine presents a bright, light, translucent, and crunchy palate. Here comes crunchy Crunchy. With so flavors combining in a textured, complex mid palate. Some handy stone and handy stone, like you throw stone <laughs> and abundant <laughs> My minerality mouth hurts. Somebody... flavors built into a jangular finish.
0: Excellent. <laughs> what is a jangular finish? Well, I have no idea. I, I I feel bad for the chamomile; it didn't get dried. Well, you know. and some handy stone and abundant minerality flavors. Now, I'm sorry, but should it not be abundant mineral flavors? Oh, no, no. Minerality is, is its own. It's its, it's, its oh, own. dear God. It's, its own. Yeah. Okay. I, I
1: wonder what handy stone means. It's like was it, in case you need to, you can throw something at somebody.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just worried somebody's going to hit me in the mouth with it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So how about this one? And this was sent to us by Jill. Um, our Fresno Enclave. Our Fresno Enclave. Yeah, yeah. She said, I'm not sure I know what any of these words mean except for Anne. <laughs> Beautiful lift. Tight, focused, persistent, and exact. Uh, I think I'm with her. There you go. I know an exam. And means adding two things together. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that uh, that strikes me as a. Um, as a perfect wine to take to your physics exam, because yeah. it sounds like an engineering project. Yeah, you know,
1: that is, and there's a lot of that
0: kind of description out there, and
1: that's that. Mm. That's the ty- That's the writer that is going to write review. You know, seventeen different uh, Pinot Noirs and and has one line for each, which is just a horrible idea. So right. just don't do seventeen. Right. And um, but also thinks that you would know what any of these things mean. Uh, focus. That's the one that comes up a lot. What? <laughs> <laughs> not, Sorry. Not a lot of focus going on here. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, it's what is what what does focused mean in wine? I just it's oh, yeah yeah. All right. So this is we were talking earlier about the sommelier test person. Yeah. This is this is that guy. This is a writer who uh, whenever I, I I'm feeling bored. I go look up one of his reviews. And chuckle. It just makes my day. It chuckles. It is, uh, okay. this go is, for it. I, I don't know that Go can, for it. Do we have you,
0: time for the whole I'm thing? I'm going to just read part of it. Okay.
1: In the Glass... <laughs> in the glass. In the glass. Right. <laughs> this red wine is a bright purplish red color. Well, then, you know, why do I need this as a red wine? And why is it color? Anyway, this red wine is a bright purplish red color with a semi-translucent core going out to a fuchsia purple rim definition with high viscosity. Excellent. Sounds like STP. Yeah, it, it does. It, it feels like I could, should put this in my car. Um, <laughs> on the nose, it has very bright red shoot fruit coming right at you like a fruit roll-up express with red cherries, red plums, red raspberries, boysenberry sorbet, crushed marion berries baked cranberries <laughs> and hints of red vine licorice sweet tobacco and Chinese hibiscus tea <gasps> and that's just the, poor the smell Marian, the it, poor
0: marion berries got crushed yes uh, this, it goes on it's just yes, the same
1: long long thing and then the last line is this is not a wine that has any brettanomyces
0: or volatile acidity nor does it have any astringent acidity or tannins Okay,
1: this is the person taking the Som test
0: yeah yeah, Brettanomyces, volatile acidity those are technical flaws in wine but yeah. the fact that um, you had mentioned those in a review all you need to say is commercially acceptable wine well, well, no flaws
1: well but if they're not in there it's not like you accept you ex- Jesus right. oh you know how about this wine how about this wine those are not things that people yeah. are looking for all you gotta yeah. say is, you know is wine's in good shape he, yeah. he just gave us about a thousand words yeah. on this wine okay. <laughs> okay well
0: I got one here that I okay. love this wine is brooding reticent demonstrative in the glass wait a minute Re- reticent and demonstrative
1: for the opposite things.
0: Yes, they are. That's Uh, why it's brooding. Ah, because it can't decide. Can't decide whether it should be reticent or demonstrative.
1: This wine's having a hard day.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go on.
1: Uh, No, this is, you have more. Okay. Yeah, go go for it.
0: The palate is stuffed with copious (laughs) arrays of dark fruit flavors, such as red plum, raspberry, cranberry, and cherry. Uh Uh-oh. Roasted exp- espresso, sweet dark chocolate, and mineral notes are all present on the long, expressive finish. Wait, um, I have a question, Paul. Yes. Where are the dark fruits? Red plums and raspberries? Oh, wait, those aren't, ra- those aren't dark. Maybe it's the cranberry. It could be the cranberry. No, wait, <laughs> no. That's <laughs> not a dark fruit either. I don't know where the dark fruits are, but that's what he said. It's stuffed with copious arrays of them, stuffed however they are. Stuffed yes. with copious arrays. I wonder
1: how he knows that that dark chocolate is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright okay. I, got, I got one last one And this was actually from I read from a blogger Complaining about horrible descriptors This was not something We've used But uh, when I was looking Through these you, I ran across this uh,
0: Yeah, if you found A, a, this, this is a comrade in arms This is great He said The silliest
1: descriptor I ever heard Was in a 2013 documentary Psalm In which one wine steward Preparing to take The master sommelier exam Says with mind-boggling Certainty I'm getting notes of Freshly cut garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> and as the writer goes on, the man was quite serious, but but failed to say whether that's a good thing, not to mention how he was familiar
0: with such an item. Well, you know, I imagine he goes out into his backyard and every once in a while he just slices into the garden hose <laughs> and takes a <laughs> bite. What's going <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is, wow, the apples that... aren't ripe. I'm going to eat the garden yes, hose. I mean, you know. I don't understand why the freshly cut would
1: be different from it's been sitting around a while. I well, would think again would still... uh, if
0: you cut a garden hose, if you cut a garden hose, it starts to turn brown pretty quickly no, unless true. you get oxidized it. Put oxidize juice on it. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you haven't cooked it yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real question is, how long do you cook a garden hose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, never long enough. I
1: think. <laughs>
0: Very good. All right. Very good.
1: Well. So that's a look back at some of the joy <laughs> we've had this season, and there will be plenty God. more horrible wine descriptions to come in two weeks. Thank all of you who contributed yes, to that. Yes, thank you for—yeah, because lots of folks send them in, and we do appreciate that. All right, this one is—we're uh, back for some questions. We have a couple more questions Good. to finish off the season. This is from Stephanie in Belmont, which uh, was, I remember yeah. was one year your hometowns, That's Paul. right. Uh, she says, I think I remember you guys saying wineries love it when their wines get served uh, in the restaurants by the glass. Why? Do uh, do, you, do you have any tips what wines we should or shouldn't buy by
0: the glass? Actually, that's a good question, and I actually do. Okay, so let me answer the first part, and you answer the second part. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. So why do wineries like this? Two reasons. One of them is you sell a ton of wine yep. because people buy by the glass a lot more than they buy by the bottle. And the second reason is wineries love the fact that not only are they selling a lot of wine... But each bottle of their wine is now going into five different glasses of five different consumers. So if they really believe their wine is good and people will taste their wine and fall in love with it, this is this is basically a sampling opportunity for them to get the wine in as many consumers' mouths as possible.
1: Yeah, and as somebody used to put in a restaurant lists, um, I used to get you know wineries and distributors talking from wineries saying yeah. that they would uh, reduce the price of wines we were buying by the bottle right. if we would carry one of them by the glass. By the glass. Class. Yeah. So it's yep. a big deal. To them. Yep. Um, and, and your recommendation, sir? Well, well, it's more of a caution. Which is, uh-huh. um, if you're buying a red wine by the glass, my caution is to look and see where they're storing their by the glass bottles, because mm-hmm, often they're mm-hmm. been sitting behind the bar or on top of a microwave or something. Yep. And and the other question is, you might want to ask if you can gently, and I try to, and my wife rolls her eyes at me, but she and sometimes is right. Is you want to know how long the bottle's, the bottle's been open for a red?
0: She, she always rolls her eyes. Yes, at but you. in this case, she has a different reason. And it's <laughs> right. just just many right. reasons. This is yeah. just this reason. I, I would. I would go one further uh, because, Stephanie, if they're pouring wines by the glass, there's a really good chance that you can say, gee, I'm not sure whether I'd prefer the Viognier or the Chardonnay. taste it, yes. Could I have just a tiniest little taste of each? And a lot of times restaurants will say, sure, they'll pour you a little half-ounce taste, and you can decide which one you like better, and that's the one you should order. Yes, that's totally true. Unless I've, a famous wine critic says you should order the one you don't like, and y- then you should order that. Yes, yes. That was our that was
1: our show not so long ago. <laughs> and, uh, yes, those
0: just, yeah, I, I completely ignore
1: them. But, yes, so that's a, it's a, that's a good question. All right, and our last one uh, is from Stewart in Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, where it is uh, the last of barbecue season up there, I suppose. Raining. Uh, yeah. No, it's, not it's every, Portland. Not every day. <laughs> so Stuart asks, do those cheap plastic cups we always use for picnics and barbecues affect the taste of
0: wine? Are there some that are better than others? So the answer to the question is yes, but perhaps not for the reason you think. Those cups do not interact with the wine in any way that affects the flavor. However wine because so much of what we perceive as taste actually comes from aromas and smells. 85 percent. 85 percent. In Rick's case, even more. That was a nose comment, wasn't it, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) I I stand by my original (laughs) comment. That tulip shape of a wine glass tends to capture the aromas of the wine, and so you do get a little more flavor and aroma out of a real wine glass as opposed to one of those plastic cups. But does it, does it chemically interact? No. Does it taste better out of a really good wine glass? Probably. A little, yeah. But, you know, not enough that it should ever bother you. No. Um, you're on a picnic yeah. and you don't have a one of those little plastic cups drink straight from the bottle that's what and i And then do. when people ask you what the wine's like you can say in the mouth <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Well,
1: or if you're doing the review, I suppose you can say in the plastic. In the plastic, yeah. There's that too. In the cup. All right. Well, before we do anything other, another disastrous comment. Uh, that that <laughs> is it for another season of Bottle Talk. Yes, with it Rick is. And Paul. Our producer is uh, the seasoned Anthony Van Hook. Thank Our you, associate Anthony. Producer is Jeremy Marin. Thank you to Capital Public Radio for sticking with us with studio use and for including us on their podcast Re- lineup. I'm telling you, I recommend lineup. Line it. Don't forget, look for us uh, on our social at, at Rick and Paul Wine. Ask us a question. We have plenty coming up next season. And if you learned anything today, we hope it's that freshly cut garden hose does not make a wine sound delicious. And
0: raspberries, cranberries, and cherries are not dark fruit. Uh, Unless you're wearing sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it for this season. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner.
1: Remember, the best wines are the wines you drink with friends, or with us. Especially with us. See you in two weeks with season six.